I'm Joyce Maynard. Welcome back to Telling Your Story. Today, I want to talk about structure in storytelling. And I'll begin by telling you a story that comes from my 25 years of teaching the art of memoir and personal narrative to hundreds and hundreds of writers, including some really good writers over the last 25 years. When we talk about a manuscript in the group, as we always do, the very first question I usually ask the group about the manuscript of their fellow writer is, what is this story about? And very often, these intelligent, perceptive women who care, and men sometimes, who care deeply about writing and personal storytelling have a very hard time coming up with the answer. Usually, the story that they've just read and that we're going to be talking about is about many things. And sometimes it starts being about one thing, and then a couple pages in becomes a story about a completely different thing. And then I'll sometimes ask the writer, when you sat down to write, what did you do first? Did you consider what you were going to write about? It seems like the most obvious thing to do. If you're going to play basketball, you probably know before you go out on the court that you're going to be trying to get the ball in the hoop on the other end of the court. If you're going to be cooking a soup, you first take out the recipe and you assemble your ingredients. But many of us, a surprising number of us, not me, so I won't say us, but many writers sit down to write to discover what their piece is about. And there are, of course, schools of thought that say that's just fine. That you just sit down, let stream of consciousness wash over you, see what comes out. And many interesting things will no doubt come out. And if you're prepared to use that stream of consciousness, that sort of rambling that you do, as a preparation for your ultimate work, more power to you and go for it. But my own experience from these many years of working with writers on their memoirs is that once you've committed words to the page, words, sentences, paragraphs to the page, it's very hard to get rid of them. They are there. And you become rather attached to them. Even if they are not perfect, even if they're deeply flawed, if you go to the ASPCA and you bring home a puppy and the puppy is actually kind of a difficult puppy and chews up your furniture and pees on the rug, you probably don't take that puppy back. You're attached to that puppy. And you get attached to your writing too. So I recommend that you reconsider this idea of just sitting down and starting to write and see what comes. And that first you think about what particular journey you want to take your reader on. What particular story you have to tell today. You don't have to tell all your stories. This is not your last chance to pack every single thing that ever happened in your life into your narrative. Choose one particular piece of your story and follow that one. And partly that means that you understand and recognize and consider before you write where you're headed and where you want to land. I call this exercise the road trip. 
Now, probably because I come from the United States of America, I think about the map of the United States. People who are international, who come from Europe or South America or Asia, might picture a different map. But I always picture the map of the United States, and I actually picture the journey that I myself have followed in my life, which is that I was born in the state of New Hampshire, and I ultimately made my way to the state of California. So the road trip that I followed, at least in the first 42 years of my life, took me from one coast to the other. And I use that as my model, even when your story has nothing to do with physical travel or geography. I want you to imagine that you are taking me on a road trip with your writing and that you begin in one place and let's just call it, since we're thinking about the map of the United States, the state of Maine. And we will consider your destination California. And sometimes when I'm working with a writer or in my own writing, when I'm working with a story, I consider what state, and I mean literally state, but I also mean metaphorically what state I'm in. Now I'm in Maine. Now I'm crossing state lines into New Hampshire. Now I'm crossing state lines into Vermont, then Massachusetts, then maybe New York. And every time you cross state lines, what you're really doing in your story is moving the action forward. You are getting to a new place in the story. The best way that I know to indicate that I, that to my reader that we're moving forward on our road trip is with this glorious invention called New Paragraph. You may have heard me say in another podcast that my mother used to say to me, write as if every word cost a nickel. Words are expensive. Words take up space on the page, take up space in your brain, take up space in your story, and if they are not serving a valuable purpose, they should probably go. And there is a kind of joy to me in being as economical as I possibly can with words. This is not true with paragraphs. It's not true with periods at the end of sentences either, incidentally. I'm a big believer in short, clear sentences. Sometimes a long sentence has a power of its own, especially if it's, if it's jammed up against a really short sentence. But as for paragraphs, they are a clear indication to a reader that I'm moving across the map and moving forward in my story. You know, sometimes I'll look at a manuscript, and sometimes it's a really good manuscript, but it is a solid, dense mass of sentences without an indentation. I don't know what you do when you see a page without any indentations, but it's a lot harder to take it in. And usually, the lack of an indentation is a sign of another kind of trouble that the writer is having with his or her or their writing, which is they're not moving forward in their story. They're stuck in one state and they're driving around in circles or they're going off on a lot of side roads, but they are not moving forward. A good exercise to undertake, particularly with a piece of writing you've already written, but you, you're analyzing and maybe you're having trouble with it and maybe it didn't work out the way you wanted, is to give names to your paragraphs. And see, ideally, in a good essay, if you give a title, a subject, to every paragraph, and then you read that list of subjects, that in itself will give you an indication of the road trip. Very often, however, 
in a manuscript whose author has not planned out the trip in advance. The paragraphs are almost interchangeable. And paragraph 4 could be paragraph 12. And paragraph 13 could be paragraph 2. You are not following the map. Now there's one kind of road trip which is extremely interesting to go on, but not the most successful one for a writer, metaphorically speaking, is the road trip that is a sum of a whole lot of adventures strung together and no particular buildup. You meander through Ohio and Kentucky and Illinois, and then you think, oh, well, maybe we'll go up to Wisconsin, and then maybe we'll go down to Louisiana. I don't know. And you have a lot of adventures and interesting characters and stories, but there is no ultimate landing place that is more than simply, I had a lot of experiences. What I aspire to in my own writing and what I want for yours is that your road trip be about a quest, that it be a journey that is propelled by something you need, something you want, something you're looking for, and probably a conflict or a problem that has gotten in your way and is keeping you from getting it. And I call that problem moment, I call the conflict, the Rocky Mountains. We happen to, most of us, many of us listening to this, um, I don't want to be too United States-centric, but we happen to have a perfectly situated conflict spot on our own map, which is right at the spot on the map that the conflict should occur in your story. Not at the end, but fairly near the end. It's when you go over those darn mountains and you have to go up. And the roads may be slick and icy and winding and difficult, and you may face all kinds of harrowing events, not necessarily of the level that the Donner Party did, but your own personal Donner Party moment of truth. And then you get over it, and you hope, we hope, land in sunny, beautiful California, lying on a beach, or having a cup of coffee in San Francisco or wherever you land up. Maybe it's Oregon, maybe it's Washington. But if you view your story as a road trip that has a destination and has an ending, you will infuse it with a kind of energy and power and force that is absent in the story whose writer just starts spinning her wheels and meandering along the road and seeing where she might be headed. And you know, I always say to a writer who hasn't done this, can you imagine, every time you get in your car, you usually, not every time, but most times when you get into your car, you know where you're headed and you prepare yourself appropriately. If you're going to the store, you don't need anything much more than your wallet and perhaps your face mask, perhaps not anymore your face mask. Um, if you're going to Texas, you definitely pack a whole lot more and give a whole lot more preparation and you prepare for that trip. And similarly, you need to prepare the reader for the trip that you're taking her on or him on. You need to let us know when the story begins, a place in your story that I call the curtain goes up moment, what particular journey you're headed on. Maybe we'll talk about that 
Curtain Goes Up moment on another episode of Telling Your Story. I'm Joyce Maynard, wishing you safe travels on your road trip. No, I'll amend that. I wish you interesting travels on your road trip and a satisfying landing place for all. Joyce Maynard's podcast, Telling Your Story, can be found at JoyceMaynard.com. You'll find a new episode exploring different aspects of the art and craft of writing memoir every week. For more in-depth discussion of the writing process, check out Joyce's classes at CreativeLive.com. Or better yet, join her at one of her in-person workshops. Details on this and much more at JoyceMaynard.com.